We are beginning a brand new collection of messages today entitled Freedom. We want to help you win. We want to help you live in victory. We want to help you live, as the Bible would say, more than a conqueror. And we believe that uh, God has come to set us free, that he wants to help you. And through the power of Jesus, you can conquer your past and live freely today and tomorrow. Uh, we, we want to move forward in life. And sometimes what's keeping us from moving forward are things that have us tied to our past. And sometimes the thing that's keeping us from moving forward is that we're holding on to some things from our past. And I believe that today God wants to speak to you. And I want to bring a message this morning entitled, The Approach. The Approach. Because uh, I believe that in our life, the approach that we take, it matters. It matters. I think about this, right? Like an airplane. When it is descending and making its landing, the approach matters, right? The speed of the plane, the height of the plane, how it's coming in for the landing, its approach matters. If it has the wrong approach, somebody's going to crash. We don't want to crash. We want to have the right approach, and we want to have this smooth landing. Uh, if you want to get a date to the prom, your approach matters. Apparently, these days, it's really elaborate in order to get a date to the prom. It's like wedding proposals all over the place, doing big gestures to get people to go to the prom. But here's what I know. Uh, if you want to score the date, you got to have the right approach. Gentlemen, if at the end of the night, you're hoping for a happier ending to your day, shall we say, your approach, it matters. Starting at six o'clock with the dishes piled high and the kids going crazy, starting to woo and make your approach, it matters. It's got to start way earlier in the day and let that crock pot warm up a little bit. Your approach, fellas, it matters. That was a good place for all the women to say amen, but have dirty kitchens, that's on you. If you want to have a healthy lifestyle, if you want to be healthy for the long run, your approach to health and fitness, it kind of matters, right? Your approach, it matters. I have a, a unique approach to problem solving. I, I say it's unique, I don't know. I, it's just an approach that I've taken to problem solving. I, I think that you ought to simplify the problem rather than complicate the solution. Right? Like, simplify what's the problem, let's deal with it, rather than complicate the solution. And I, I tell our team all the time, don't run from problems, just look for a different perspective of your problem. Because most often, the answer that we need isn't found from the viewpoint that we have. It's from a different vantage point that's going to unlock the thing that we need to solve the problem in the first place. Some of you have been trying to solve some problems on your own, and you keep running into the same problem again and again and again. I think it's time to try a different approach. Maybe seek the wisdom of God and let him give you a different vantage point from heaven, and maybe go his approach and see if that problem doesn't solve itself, all because you took a different approach to the problem. Uh, I think they said it's, it's, it's called foolishness, right, or insanity to do the same thing again and again, expecting different results. <laughs> Some of you are in church for the first time because you're going to, I'm going to try a different approach. Some of you are coming back to church because you're ready, I'm going to try a different 
approach. Some of you uh, have already resolved in your heart, you're going to have a different conversation when you get home because it's time to take a different approach. Your approach, it matters. And your approach to God, your approach to spiritual matters, your approach to faith, your approach to church, it matters. There's, there's an approach that is good and life-giving, and there's an approach that's not. Your approach to church, your approach to faith, your approach to God, it will either allow you to walk in life trying to endure it, or you will enjoy it. I see so many sour Christians just enduring the cross. Like sticks in the mud, like, no thanks, I didn't sign up for that. Like it ought to be a little bit more fun. Like either you're going to enjoy life with God or it's going to be something that you just endure and suffer through. And No, some of you, you grew up in an environment where you had to endure some things in church. There were messages that you endured, Sunday school classes and felt boards that you endured. And you had a drug problem. You were drugged to church on Sunday and drugged to church on Wednesday and drugged all over the place And it didn't really work out for you because you just endured it. You didn't find a way to enjoy it. The approach in our spiritual lives, it matters. And and for many people, you've had an approach to spiritual things called, I'm going to try and clean up my act. I'm going to try to be a better Christian. That's the wrong approach. A better approach would be, I'm just going to practice my faith every day and let that practice create a life where I enjoy and flourishes. We, we got to stop trying things because when we try and we fail, we feel like failures. It's not about trying to fix things, trying this. It's not, it's not about trying to, here, here's another one, correct our behavior. I, I believe that God wants to come and transform your heart, not create behavior modification. For, for many people, their approach to faith over the years has been just correct your behavior. Don't smoke, don't chew, and don't hang out with girls that do, right? Like, just don't do that. And we have this external thing where, like, if I can get all the externals to look right and act right and be right and feel right, then, then finally on the inside I'll be changed. But that's the wrong approach. That's the wrong approach. The right approach would be to allow God to transform your heart. Allow him to fall in love with you and you to fall in love with him. And from that approach of who God is and the goodness of God, that begins to transform your actual actions. See, it's from your heart that you really have to live. And if you're trying to live for the outside affecting your heart, it never works that way. And for many years, you might have seen people and you've been resistant maybe even to faith or to church in general because all of the Christians that you saw, you thought were really hypocritical because they were really quick to point out the behavior that doesn't work in your life and they were unwilling to be honest about the faults in their own life. Why? Because they had a wrong approach. It's the wrong wrong approach. And I believe that if we can go back to the very beginning we can look at perhaps the way God says, there is a better approach. There is a better approach because you have to make a decision what approach you're going to take to God. As a church, we have, a, we have an approach to church around here. It's a, a bit of a philosophy. It's a bit of a, a mantra, if you will. We have, we have a, 
a, a lane that we're running in as a church. Uh, we're not trying to be better than anyone. We're not trying to compare ourselves to anyone. We just have an approach. We have an approach to the things of God. We have an approach to being the body of, of Christ. We, we have a certain approach. Our approach is this. We want to approach, uh, we wanna approach uh, encountering the living God rather than majoring on the behavior. We, we want to we have an encounter that's life-giving every single week rather than majoring on teaching you the rules of a religion. We want to give you an encounter every week with a living God who is alive and who is crazy about you. It's a different, it's, it's a different approach. It's our approach. Why? Because your approach matters. Your approach will help you enjoy it or it'll be something that you just find yourself enduring again and again and again. And if we're going to live free, it's going to start because we change our approach. And so let's go all the way back to the beginning, shall we? Let's go to the very first book of the Bible, Genesis. Genesis chapter 2 is where we're going to kind of launch from today. It's actually going to be kind of the main text for the next three and four weeks as we get into this series and start this journey together, uh, this journey to freedom, this journey to finding life that flourishes, this, this journey to help us move from enduring something to enjoying something, this journey to, to seeing God's life fully flourished and formed in us. We're going to go all the way back to the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 8 and verse 9. If you have a copy of Scripture, join me there. If you have a digital phone, or uh, you can hop on your browser, type in faithchurchks.org. You can follow along and read all of the Scriptures with us. There's a little card there that says Sermon Notes. Just click on it, and you can follow along with us this morning. It's really okay to use your phone in church. It's really all right. Just don't be making funny memes of me or I'm coming to your house. I'm just kidding. Genesis chapter 2, starting in verse 8. Are you there? Genesis 2, starting in verse 8, says this. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden. And there he made, uh, he, the man he formed, he put there. The Lord God made all kinds of trees to grow out of the ground. Trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. No bread for pears that stink to high heaven in the garden of Eden. That's my own translation. You can, you can read that and interpret how you like. But all of the trees around were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle, though, of the garden were the tree of life. And the tree of the knowledge, the tree of life, and the tree, tree of knowledge of good. There's a tree that produced the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they were in the middle of the garden. Verse 16, and the Lord God commanded the man, hey, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Look around. Eat all you want. Have a great time. It's all for you to enjoy. You are free to eat from any tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. 
you will certainly die. In the garden, the very first human beings had a choice. They had a choice to their approach to God. They had a choice to their approach to life. One tree was called the tree of life. It produced life. And one tree was called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And it produced death. The moment they ate of that tree, they took it and it began, it died, their spirit, it died. Their bodies began to die. Death entered the world because whether you realize it or not, fast forward the story a little bit, spoiler alert, the end game was they died. Death entered the world. I said end game and everybody's heads peaked up like I was about to say something I wasn't supposed to say. Back up, it'll be all right. They ate from the tree and death entered the world, but they had a choice. They had a choice. How were they going to approach God? You have a choice how you will approach God. The tree of life or the tree of knowledge, of understanding, a tree of knowing right and wrong, a tree of knowledge of good and evil. It's good to know. It's it's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, parents, you'll understand this. We, We spend a lot of time teaching our kids to know good and evil, to know the difference between good and evil. Parents, what are you doing to teach them the way of life? How are you helping them learn how to eat from the tree of life? That's why I love having life-giving environments for kids that they find irresistible here at Faith Church. Because we're going to take Jesus and put it on a level where they can understand. And when they understand who Jesus is, life begins to grow in them. Life begins to grow in them. That's why I think the best place for your kids to be on the weekend is right here at church. More than anywhere else, more than competing in anything else, more than doing anything else, the priority as a parent you need to have is that your kids are in a life-giving environment where they're learning about eating from the tree of life, not just good and evil. They're going to learn about good and evil in a lot of places. Where else are they going to learn about life? The life of God the way that leads to life, not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because that's just going to lead to death. We have these two approaches that we have personally. You can eat from the tree of life or you can eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So let me unpack, let me share with you some distinctions between these two trees to help us understand and kind of wrap our minds around. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it says this. Here's what the tree says. It says, do more to get to God. If you want to get to where God is, you've got to do some things. You've got to clean some things up. You've got to behave a certain way. You've got to get your act together and get it all your ducks in a row. And you've got to do more to get to God. In other words, if you're really going to get to God, if you're really going to be a good Christian, if you're really going to get to heaven and experience reward, then you've got to do some more things than what you're doing right now. Do more to get to God. But on the flip side, the tree of life says it like this. You just need to receive the fact that Jesus already did it. Whatever needed to happen to get you to God, Jesus already made it happen. He already made it happen. He already did it for you, so you don't have to do it. John 5, 39 through 40 says this, this, You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. You, you, you know the Bible. 
You, you could recite the Ten Commandments. You know some of the sayings. You wear them on a t-shirt, put them on a coffee mug, and you believe they ought to be posted in every courthouse known to man. I mean, you study those scriptures. You know them. You can win arguments. You've got a Bible verse to back up every political thought process that you've got. You know the stuff. You study the scriptures. And you went to Bible school. You've got a study Bible. You read the notes. You read books all the time. You've listened to podcasts. You study the scriptures diligently because you think in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures, Jesus says, that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. What was Jesus trying to say? You're reading all of the stuff. You're hearing all the sermons. You're studying all the things. You've been in Sunday school since you were a kid. But you've missed the point that they're all about Jesus. From the beginning of the Bible to the maps in the back of your Bible. It's all about Jesus. It's all about what he did for you, not what you can do for him. Everything is about what Jesus does, who he is. And so the tree of the knowledge of good and evil says, you've got to do more if you're going to get to where God is. But the tree of life says, no, Jesus already did it, so just receive it. Just, just receive the free gift. A gift that you pay for isn't a gift. Right? Like, you don't show up to a birthday party, bring somebody a present and give them a gift receipt and say, hey, whenever you get around, you just let me know. Uh, you can cash app me the cost of this present. It's all good. The receipt's right there. You can see how much I spent on you. You just go ahead and refund me any time you get it. No, no pressure though, no pressure, but go ahead and pay me for this gift whenever you get a chance. Like, I ain't inviting you to my party. <laughs> really don't work that way. A gift is free. All you have to do is is receive it. Too many of us are eating from the wrong tree. We have the wrong approach to God. We're trying to pay for something that God is trying to give us. Stop trying to pay for what God has already paid for. Just receive the free gift. But you have to have the right approach. What tree are you eating from? The approach, it matters. here's, Here's another distinction between the two trees. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil says, keep trying to get God's approval. Keep trying. One day he'll like you more. Keep trying. He'll like you a little more in a year once you've been to church for a while. Keep trying. Once you quit cussing, he'll, he'll like you a little more. Keep, keep trying. When you finally learn that giving 10% is actually more about you than it is God, then, well, you'll just, you'll, you'll, he'll like you more then. And we're tr- trying to do the things to earn the approval of God. It's the wrong approach because the tree of life says you just need to receive the fact that he loves you already. There is not a thing you can do to increase the love of God, nor is there a thing you can do to decrease the love of God for you. Your approach matters. Your approach matters. Romans 5 verse 8, I love this verse. It says, but God demonstrates, shows, proves, reveals, helps you see clearly his love for you, his own love. It's not a love because he's God and he has to. It's not a love because you're, you're, it's the parent and that's only a face a mother could love and every mother's going to tell their kids that they're the world. Like it's not that kind of love. No, no. It's, it's his own love. God 
demonstrates his own love for you this way. While you were still sinners, Christ died for you. While you were still addicted to drugs, Christ came and died for you. While you were still the gossip of town, Christ died for you. While you were still trying to live right on the outside, but filthy on the inside, Christ died for you. While, while you were walking through the divorce, Christ, Christ loved for you. While you were still stuck dealing with junk, hiding in shame, running from God, while you were still at your worst, Christ died for you. And while you were still at your best, Christ died for you. While you were going to church or while you were running from church, Christ died for you. He died for you. Why? Because you can't do anything to earn the approval of God. You just receive the love of God. The approach matters. The approach, it matters. Here's a a third, third kind of distinction between these trees. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil says you need to obey out of duty. You need to obey out of duty. If you don't do it, Man, got to, got to do it, just got to do it. I know, I know, I know, it's no fun, just got to do it. I know, no, 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 reading the Bible is boring, you just got to do it. I know, no, 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 you got other things you'd rather do, you just got to do it. Got to do it, got, got, nope, got to, got to, sorry, got to, got to, got to. God's going to get mad, got to. I don't do it real quick, got to. Got to do it, got to obey, got to do it, man. Oh. It's life. I really would have a lot of great life, but this, this whole Christian thing sure is getting in the way. Got to. But the tree of life says, I'm going to obey from a place of delight. See, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil says, you know right and wrong, so you better do right. Got to. I mean, you know it. I mean, if you know what to do and you don't do it, sin, you better do it. Got to do it. Because sin is bad. Got to do it. Better obey. Got to. But the tree of life, it's a different approach. It's a different approach to who God is, a different approach to, to faith in God. It says, I'm going to obey from a place of delight because I delight in the Lord. First John 5, 3 and 12 says this, this is love for God to obey his commands and his commands are not burdensome. They're not burdensome. It's, it's not the rules that burden us. Right? It's, it's not the Ten Commandments that you got to do or God's going to get mad. I wish I could help you understand it. And one day I'll do a series maybe on the Ten Commandments. All of the Ten Commandments were about how to foster a healthy relationship with God. It had nothing to do with keeping rules. It had everything to do with growing in relationship with God. All of them have to do with relationships. He was trying to give us guidelines and patterns to practice so that our faith and our life with God could grow in fellowship with God. But we've turned them and reduced them to a list of dutiful things because we're trying to to create behavior modification on the outside rather than letting the love of God transform us on the inside. And we sit back and we get upset. Well, if we would have never taken the Ten Commandments out of public schools... We wouldn't be in shape. No, if you would have written the Ten Commandments in your heart, allowed God to transform your heart, and the relationship with God was really flourishing, you would live those out, and they wouldn't need to be written anywhere anyways because your life would be the living testimony flourishing in the life of God. 
But we'd rather settle for the rules that everybody has to read and follow rather than a life that we embrace and discover and live from. It's a different approach. It's awful quiet in this Baptist Presbyterian house. So, so how, do we, how do we eat from the tree? How do we eat from the right tree? How do we do it? We, we see the differences. And, and on the outside, we're all like, no, yeah, I want to eat from the right tree. But how do I do that? Let me give you four things today, how you can eat from the tree of life again and again and again. Number one, fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus. Just fall in love with him. Get to know him. Talk to him. Listen to him. Read about him. Discover him. Study him. Fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus. Listen to this. John 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will obey what I command. Most of us in this room probably have read that verse from the approach of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you love me, you'll obey me. If you love me, you'll obey me. If you love me, you'll you'll obey me. If you love me, you'll do what I tell you to do. If you love me, you'll clean your room right now. If you love me, you'll start getting better grades. If you love me, you'll clean up. If you love me, you'll do this. If you love me, you'll do this. If you love me. But here's how the tree of life reads that verse. And this is how I've started to understand this verse. If you love me, you keep my commands. It'll just naturally happen. All you gotta do is love me. If you love me, all those things, they'll take care of themselves. If you love me, he'll obey my commands. The more I fall in love with my wife, the less I look at it as duty and chores that I have to do for her. I look at it as an opportunity to express my love and my affection for her. All I gotta do is just keep falling in love with her. There's a lot to love. A lot of things I love about my wife. She's amazing. She's better than I deserve. And the more I fall in love with her, the more I'm willing to crawl on my roof and hang up Christmas lights. The more I'm willing to, to, to pull out the tools and try and build something. More importantly, I'm willing to pay a lot of money for somebody else to use their tools to fix it right the first time. Like, like the more I love her, it's not about, well, if I love her, I'll do this and I'll be home at this time and I'll text her before I leave and I'll do this. And... Are, are you catching this? But if you love him, he'll keep his commands. He'll keep his commands. Yeah, but pastor, if you, if you tell people just to love Jesus, they're going to live however they want, and they're not going to care, and they're not going to do this. No, no. Because the more you fall in love with Jesus, the less you fall in love with yourself. And the more you fall in love with Jesus, the less you bow down to the idols that you've got in your life right now that you're really following in obedience to rejecting God's ways because it's rules, it's rules. No, you're just falling in love with the wrong thing. But the more you fall in love with Jesus, the less you fall in love with yourself. And the less you fall in love with yourself, the more surrendered to him you become. The key is falling in love with Jesus. How do you eat from the right tree? Fall in love with Jesus. How do you eat from the right tree? You fall in love with Jesus. Number two, how do you, how do you eat from the, the tree of life? You serve God through relationship, not rules. You serve through relationship, not rules. Matthew 5, 17 says this. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. 
In other words, don't think that Jesus came to do away with all of the rules. No, he says, I have not come to abolish them. I've come to fulfill them. Jesus came to fulfill all of the requirements. It's, you don't have to serve God through rules. It's not about you cleaning your act up. It's not about you not ever messing up. It's not about you having the perfect picture life that looks great on Instagram. It's, it's not about being the mom that everybody envies over and who, who everybody wants to have the same birthday party as the ones that your kids. It's not about any of those externals. It's not about just showing up to church and putting on a happy face, even though life feels like hell. It's, it's not about the rules. I've got to clean up in order to get God. I've got to have the right color hair. I can't have tattoos. I, I can't wear ripped jeans. I can't, I got to follow all of the rules. No, you serve God through a relationship with him. Not through trying to oh, get all the rules. Y'all are going to get stressed out trying to follow the rules. Build a relationship with Jesus who's loved you, who's crazy about you, who died for you. Let him fulfill the others. Fall in love with him. He'll lead you in the places that you need to be and go and do. And it starts from a heart of love that flourishes in him. Number three, how do we eat from the tree? This is my favorite one. Second favorite one. My favorite one is falling in love with Jesus. This is my second favorite though. Respond to all sin with life. Not with truth. Not with rules life. Respond to all of your sin with life. Respond to all of the sin that your spouse commits with life. Respond to all the sins that your kids are going to commit before you get out of the parking lot with life. Respond to all of the sin that you see other people commit. And you're like, I can't believe they did that. Respond to all of it with life. What, what do you mean, Pastor? How, how do I respond with life? Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For some of you, you were so scared to walk through church because you were afraid that you would feel condemned. You're not. There is no condemnation. There's no room for condemnation for the truth of who Jesus is. All there is is an invitation to receive his life, to receive his hope. Respond to all sin with the reality that Jesus already paid it. If he's not condemning you, neither do I condemn you. Go and quit sinning. That's how Jesus responded to it. No condemnation, no guilt trip. No, well, if you really loved me, you wouldn't have done it in the first place. No remembering having a long list of their past behaviors and screw-ups. Nope, none of those. Respond to it with life. The life of Jesus. Knowing that he died and he paid the price for that sin. So it can be forgiven and you can be forgiven. Life. And finally, you got to guard your heart so you didn't go back to the tree of knowledge. So you didn't go back to the tree of understanding and knowing right and wrong. So you don't go back to that wrong tree. No, you just go to the tree of life every time. You just go eat. I'm going to fall in love with Jesus. I'm going to build a relationship. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall in love with him and the rest of it falls into place. I'm going to start with that, that I've been loved. I've been accepted. I've been welcomed into the family of God. My place in the family of God hasn't changed. doesn't matter how long it's been, how much time has passed, what I've done in between. I'm a part of the family of God. I can come into the family of God. I can come into the house of God. I can be loved and accepted and cherished by God. Why? Because he paid the price. He did it all. There is no condemnation. I'm just going to guard my heart from feeling like I have to perform and do and do the dance and dress a certain way. No, I'm just going to love Jesus and let Jesus love me. I'm going to guard my heart. It really comes down to this. Deuteronomy 39, verse 15. This day, I call the heavens and the earth. This day, I call all of Bourbon County, everybody at Faith Church who's listening live and listening later online. I call it all to witness against you that I have set before you this day, that God is setting before you today. Everybody listen up. Here it is. I'm setting it as plain as I can before you today. Life or death. The tree of life or the tree of death. The tree of life or the tree of knowledge and understanding and being smart and being puffed up in your knowledge. Knowledge that says, I understand God. I know God. Oh, I've got, I got verses. No, no. The knowledge of right and wrong. The knowledge of this thing. I'm going to choose. You have two choices. The tree of life or the tree of knowledge. The tree of life that leads to life or the tree of knowledge that leads to death. You have two choices. Life and death. Blessing or cursing. up in the morning. I'm going to choose this one, life. Choose life. And it begins to set in motion a new approach to God. An approach that produces life, not an approach that produces death. Choose life this week, friends. Fall in love with Jesus. Serve him from relationship, not from rules. Respond to all sin with life. Guard your heart and choose life again and again and again and again. We're going to unpack this more over the next several weeks together because I want you to experience the life of God to its fullest, not bound by legalism, not bound by old mistakes, not bound by your past but eating from the tree of life again and again and again. Amen. Would you stand with me, bow your heads as we come to a close. I ask that nobody look around just here in this moment as we stand, would you close your eyes and would you just whisper this prayer to God? God, what are you saying to me today? What are you saying to me today? Go ahead right there, just whisper it. Lord, we thank you that we hear your voice that you're speaking to us. God, today, we want to choose the tree of life. We want to choose relationship, not rules. We want to fall in love with you, Jesus, because you're madly in love with us. Just by way of response today, church, everybody here, if you're here today and say, you know, Pastor, 
Now, I'm going to eat from the tree of life this week. I'm going to, I'm going to focus on my love for Jesus this week. If that's you, would you just put a hand in the air? I believe that's most all of us here today saying, yeah, nope, that's my focus. I'm going to approach the tree of life in that way. Lord, I thank you for these hearts, this commitment that we're making to you to pursue you and pursue a relationship with you because you love us, not because we're perfect or we earn it, but because your love is great for us. Thank you, Lord. You can put your hands down. While everybody's still praying in this moment, if you're here today and you say, Pastor, man, I'm away from God, but I want to come back to the Lord. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus, or maybe you you gave your life years ago, but there's been a lot that's happened. and, And you know that today the Spirit of God is tugging your heart. In fact, your heart right now is just beating a little bit faster because you know that the spirit is drawing you saying, Hey, it's time to come home. It's time to turn away. And it's come, it's time to come and eat from the tree of life for the first time. Come and receive the love of God. If you're here and you're away from the love of God, you're away from the family of God. You're away from life in God and you've never given your life or you want to recommit your life to following Jesus today. And you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Would you put a hand up in the air real quick and put it right back down? Thank you so much for that hand. Are there others? Others saying, yes, I want I want life in Jesus today. I want to come back to Christ. I want to give my life to him. Church family, can we all pray this prayer together? All together, let's pray this out loud. Father God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for sending him to this earth for me to die on the cross for me. Thank you for saving me, for forgiving me and giving me new life right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for your love. Thank you for bringing me in to your family. I declare I am a child of God forever changed by your love in Jesus name. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate. Two more people came into the family of